Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, hope that you are having a great start to your Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the Daily Hammer all as a part of BatteryPower.com, as a part of the Battery Power Podcast Network at BatteryPower.com, at Battery Power SBN across all forms of social media. And free on all podcast platforms, wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be. Just make sure you hit that subscribe button to know when the latest content will be available. You can find myself, Sean Coleman, at Stats SAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And let's get right to the news that everybody is hoping we get an update on soon. As of this recording, there has not yet been an update on the overall timetable on Ozzie Albee's recovery when it comes to his injury. And as me and Eric Cole discuss on Tuesday's edition of the Daily Hammer, that may be something that could take time. It probably will be at some point this week when the Braves and Ozzie, you know, have an update on the potential timetable for Ozzie Albee's return, but details still need to be worked out. And when it comes to a foot injury, there's so many different, you know, potential injuries that can happen when it comes to a fractured foot. The one thing we do know, and we'll get into the roster move a little bit later on in this episode, the one thing we do know is that Ozzie Albies has been placed on the 60-day IL, which means that he will not be eligible to return until mid-August. We certainly hope that that means he will be back at some point in time this season, but that is still to be determined at this point in time. And as soon as that is known, make sure to check out the great written content over at BatteryPower.com that will have you covered when it comes to all the fallout from the potential timetable of Ozzy Albee's return when it is known. And also, obviously, we will cover it here on the Battery Power Podcast Network once that information is available as well. But at the end of the day, we all know that the Braves are at their best with Ozzy Albies, but unfortunately, that's not an option as of this time. However, it's hard to deny that the Braves continue to, unfortunately, even without Albies, this offense continues to be on a torrid pace, once again showing why they are performing like one of the best offenses in baseball. A 10-4 win over the Washington Nationals. So let's break this down a bit. 13 straight wins now for the Atlanta Braves. Only the fourth time in franchise history they have accomplished, or fifth time, they have accomplished at least 13 wins in a row. They've they've won 13 games in a row two other times. So they've now won 
at least 13 games in a row five times. The record for the Braves is 15 games in a row. So the Braves are two games away from tying the franchise record for most wins in a row and could potentially, if they continue, could potentially this weekend set a new franchise record for most wins in a row um, in franchise history. Don't want to jinx them, but that's how close they are in terms of this winning streak. But even more impressive than that is how they are getting the job done right now. For the second game in a row, the Braves hit five home runs in a single game. Only This is only the second time in franchise history that the Braves have hit five home runs in back-to-back games. They did it as well in 2019. And what's even more impressive about the home runs that are being hit is that it's coming from sources, it's coming, it's not coming from the obvious sources in the lineup. It's not coming from Ronald Acuna Jr. or Austin Riley or Matt Olson. It's coming from Dansby Swanson. It's coming from Travis Darno. And most exciting of all, it's coming from Michael Harris. Michael Harris coming into this series against the Washington Nationals. He was obviously producing at the plate. But there was a lot of ground ball production. There was, you know, some ability to drive the ball. But in these two games against the Nationals, Michael Harris is really starting to show the capability of driving the ball with authority. And the result has been two straight games with the first two home runs of his major league career. And the other thing that stands out is this is that while it's been exciting to see Austin Riley and Matt Olson and Ronald Acuna Jr. performing at their best as of late, the bottom of the Braves order continues to absolutely knock the heck out of opposing pitching. And while I'm not saying that this kind of pace is going to continue in terms of hitting five home runs a game, the Braves are clearly showing the overall ability that they have as a lineup, even without Ozzie Albies, that they can get contributions from any part of their lineup on any given night to get the job done. A bit more exciting as well is the fact that Ozzie Albee's likely replacement, at least for the time being, Orlando Arcia, he also went deep for his second home run of the season. And the other great thing about the Braves' overall performance is this. Max Reed actually struggled. To a level that he's not struggled in a while. Five and two-thirds innings, four earned runs, six strikeouts. He was definitely not at the top of his game, but it didn't matter. The Braves once again scored early and often, giving their starting pitcher more than enough support, and they were able to get another victory, this time 13 in a row, hopefully on the verge of continuing to make franchise history and starting to get in the realm of making some Major League history as well. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So with the Braves adding Ozzie Albies to the 60-day IL as a result of his foot injury, from Monday night, the corresponding roster move that they made was selecting the contract of infielder utility player Phil Gosselin from my, the minor league from Gwinnett to be added to the major league roster. And as myself and Eric Cole discussed on Tuesday editions of the Hammer, you know that was you know what was expected to be. That was one of the more obvious moves for the Braves to make. With Ozzie Albies unfortunately now out of the picture for the time being as he recovers from his foot injury, it seems as if that as of now, in the short term, and perhaps depending on how well he performs throughout the season, perhaps, you know, the season overall, it looks as if now the guy who's going to take over Ozzie Albies' spot is going to be Orlando Arcia. But with Phil Gosselin, you're not getting anything really exciting. You're getting a player who the versatility of him being able to play multiple positions likely at this point in time is the most intriguing aspect of what Phil Gosselin can offer. There's not a lot of value. This is not a player that a team with aspirations to you know contend for a pennant likely wants to give many bats to over time. But there is the nice aspect of Phil Gosselin's game where if a, if a player needs a day of rest, you can put Phil Gosselin in many different areas. He's played in the outfield. He's played in the infield. There's been many different areas where Phil Gosselin has played throughout his career and that he can still at least provide capable ability, capable ability defensively at many positions around the infield as well in, in, in the outfield at times. The other thing that stands out about Gosselin is that he's not necessarily um, a, a lost you know, opportunity at the plate, especially against left-handers. Phil Gosselin has shown at times to be able to produce. He's not someone that's likely going to provide a 800 OPS or a ton of power or, you know, really any, you know, true measurable value at the plate over an extended period of time. But Phil Gosselin is exactly the type of player that you would expect to be available to the Braves in this situation. A player that can the Braves can add to their bench, that can add versatility as a utility option when innings are needed to be played to provide days of rest or what have you. He could be, get the occasional start at second base against left-handers to give Orlando Arcia some rest. So at the end of the day, there's not really a lot of intrigue when it comes to adding Phil Gosselin to the roster, but he's exactly what the Braves need. He checks the boxes of being an option that the Braves can play at multiple positions, someone that they could play at second base on occasion against left-handers and at least gives them some positional versatility if they need to have a guy fit into one of several defensive spots to give one of their main their one of their regulars a day of rest. So at the end of the day, the focus comes down to Orlando Arcia. What will he be able to do at second base to replace Ozzie Albies? Now to be fair and to, to not only Arcia but to expectations as well, you're not going to get the potential. The say obviously the same potential that is there with Albies, both defensively and offensively, is not there with Orlando Arcia. But the point is, is that it doesn't necessarily have to be there. When it comes to the Braves and what they need from 
or Arcia at second base. They simply need a player who could play steady defense when he's on the field and can provide somewhat reasonable produ production when he's in the lineup. So far this season, that definitely has been the case for Arcia at the plate. Now in 52 at-bats, he has a 9-12 OPS, including two home runs. Now, Numbers would indicate that likely is not to continue. As he gets more playing time, those numbers are likely to decline as time goes on. But if Arcia can at least be league average or respectable at the plate while also playing, you know, reasonable defense, that's all the Braves need from him at second base, especially with how the offense is playing at this point in time. Again, the best version of this Braves offense contains Ozzy Albies. The hope is, is that Ozzie Albies will be back to help the Braves make their playoff run later this season. That's going to be, without a doubt, the best version of this Braves team. But with how well this Braves offense is playing right now, and if it can continue with that ability, maybe not hitting five homers a game, but if this Braves offense can continue to be one of the better ones in the National League, getting respectable league average offense from Arcia along with steady defense is all that needed and if that's what they're getting from Arcia what that means is is that the need to potentially go out and make another move outside the organization to bring in another infielder to replace Albies that becomes less of a need so at this point in time Arcia is the guy Orlando Arcia is the focal point at second base for the foreseeable future in terms of this season when it comes to the Braves. He's provided more than enough offensive value. While that's likely to regress, if he can at least stay league average on offense while providing steady defense, I think you'll take that for the Braves moving forward. Of course, it would be nice also if the Braves can continue hitting their five home runs a game while also being able to get respectable pitching from the starting rotation. And that starts with Spencer Strider, who had his best overall start so far this season, his last time out. And that was especially nice to see with how he struggled a bit when it came to his control in his previous start in Colorado. Well, now Spencer Strider is going to make, be making his fourth start in a row. We discussed the need for the Braves to find some type of stable source that could take over that fifth starter spot for the time being. Perhaps in time, if Mike Soroka comes back to you know from being injured, if another play, if other options come back to the bullpen, perhaps you see a change in the rotation. But right now, Spencer Strider is holding his own. He is doing exactly what the Braves need for him to do. He is missing bats, he's showing that he can go further into games, and he also is limiting the overall production of the offenses that he is facing and putting the Braves in more than enough position to win. He is limiting opposing offenses to the point to where the Braves' offense can easily give him the run support that he needs to get the job done. So as of now, there's no need to fix what's not broken. And so the Braves are going to continue to let Strider go out and perform. The hope is that he will continue to have the needed control to support his overall arsenal of stuff to be able to complete five, six innings each time he is out there pitching. So Spencer Strider has done very well so so far, at the end of the day, his focus is going out, getting through the opposing lineup a few times, limiting damage, producing strikeouts, and hopefully going five or so innings, and then let, then then letting the brave the Braves bullpen protect the lead that the offense hopefully has given Strider. It's a lot of fun once again talking about this Braves team when they're rolling at the rate that they are. 
in time, the ultimate hope is, is that as we go through the weekend, this Braves team makes franchise history and starts to enter some realms few other teams in MLB history have reached as well. Don't want to jinx how well they're playing, but it's a lot of fun. And even with even with a bit of a damper on things that is the Aussie Albies injury, this Braves team is showing just how deep they are and that the bullpen has been able to continue to produce even with the loss of Luke Jackson earlier this season. Tyler Matzik now coming up on a month of being unavailable. The starting rotation has shown that it is more than capable of still producing like it needs to with the inconsistencies of Charlie Morton and out of that and Ian Anderson and out of that fifth starter spot. But at the end of the day, the calling card of this team, in my opinion, is the offense. And seeing the offense perform at the level that it is, it is a lot of fun and very needed right now, especially with how well this team is playing through a part of the schedule they should be winning. Not only are they winning, as they should, but this team again is clearly showing that at any point in time when they turn it on, they can play with any team in the majors, and hopefully that will continue as time goes on. It's been an incredible month of June. Hopefully that continues, and we'll have it all the coverage for you here on the Battery Power Podcast Network. Check out the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, Road to Atlanta Podcast, all at BatteryPower.com, as well as Battery Power SBN on all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. Until next time, hope you have a great day. Go Braves. Hopefully we'll have another win to talk about tomorrow. We'll talk to you then on the Daily Hammer. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. we got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.